0: Hey, everybody, c Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like a gingerbread man, just a steaming hot body. Today on the show, show, sometimes I just can't help but laugh. I try to keep a straight face, and I can't do it. Uh, Today on the show, I'm talking all about seasonal depression, uh, seasonal affective disorder, and um, how that affects uh, a lot of people in my life. um, I don't don't really talk about that specifically, but I kind of talk about some of the things that you can do to uh, help get through it. And share a little bit of my experience with um, depression in general and how I'm working through my cyclothymia through getting into a circadian rhythm and how there are some things that we don't really consider that is like a totally approachable possibility and something that we can do to take care of ourselves that, um, you know, I know many of us can't can't afford a therapist and it's uh, a challenge to know what to do or where to start. And I think this episode is a good place for me to share how you can even get started to think about this stuff and then figure out the next plan for you. Right. And I share a bit, a little of a little bit of my uh, plans for 2019 to where this is going to be my podcast. And then I have a YouTube channel that I'm going to be working on for 2019. That, um, is all about the evolution of my brand as C note and, uh, dopamine and all of that stuff. So uh, Merry Christmas, because this is going to be officially the Christmas episode. I'm going to put one out the day after Christmas, but that's going to be more about the next year. So let's do it. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. <laughs> let's press the button and do the thing and listen to this episode of Dopamine. Let's go. Drums, please. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, Merry Christmas. It is the 19th today when this is being posted. And, um, so it's, you know, leading up to Christmas, there's going to be an episode the day after Christmas as well. Um, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to post this on Christmas day. Let's do that. (laughs) Um, so merry Christmas, merry actual Christmas, and you're hanging out with family. And um, you know, I'm here to be your escape if that's what you need. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, family can be overwhelming, even on the supposed most jolly day of the year. I personally am very cynical about Christmas. Uh, I love the concept of it. I love the idea of family enjoying time together and the bright lights and really making a a shining beacon in the middle of a very long winter, especially up here in Rochester, New York. There is a ton of winter. (laughs) It's a very long winter. It's essentially half the year that we're dealing with winter. So it's a really long time to be dealing with you know, lower amounts of sunshine and, uh, uh, lack of mobility and, um, just, and then having to deal with your parents <laughs> because of social obligations or other family members is incredibly frustrating for a lot of people. And I, I'm just here to remind you that like you are not required to do anything for anyone, right? I think it's important to love and care for family and be there and be patient as best as you can. But, um, you know, like I did on the Thanksgiving episode, I also offer the opportunity for you to think about the fact that like, you're a person that requires boundaries, you have your own boundaries, especially if you're dealing with mental health issues that your family does not understand, you know, you can talk about the fact that you're like kind of working through it, or you're going to therapy. And I appreciate your your asking or, you know, you can always politely decline further talking about it. like, hey, I don't want to I'm still working through this. I don't really know how to talk about it at the moment. So I appreciate your patience with that. And usually like people will be fine. And if they're like a pain in the ass about it, then like, I don't know, let them be a pain in the ass. Like it's not their life, right? It's yours. <laughs> and, uh, you know, y- you just, I don't know, escape and listen to this podcast, listen to my old episodes. Right. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about Christmas and the holidays, and specifically seasonal depression. Yeah, um, the, what is it called again? Seasonal affective disorder, right? And uh, it's something that a lot of people experience, and um, a lot of people genuinely experience. Uh, some people sort of use it as a uh, an excuse to be sad, I guess. But uh, who am I to say? <laughs> um, it's it's um, it's a bit uh you know it's a bit difficult for anyone to deal with any kind of depression and seasonal depression affects a large swath of people so i think this is pretty important to talk about especially if you're someone who is um a freelancer you're an artist you're doing work all throughout the year especially if you're working for yourself seasonal depression is extra hard because you're self-reliant you have to get up and do things and i think during the winter time especially during seasonal depression, like getting into a routine is probably the healthiest thing that you can do. Again, I'm not a clinical therapist of any kind, but uh, there is information out there in the world uh, that you can look for and look at to help you deal with this, right. And help you still be productive during this time. I mean, right now we're entering the holiday. So if you have the opportunity to take a vacation, take a break, like slow down a little bit, absolutely do it, you know, start to plan for the coming year, um, talk to your family and friends about where you are, um, evaluate the last year, start to look at where you're going to go next. And, um, you know, even talk to your clients or customers and, um, you know, start to bring humanity into your business a little bit more, you know, wishing them a good holiday, checking in with them, making sure that they're okay with their family, everything's going fine. Right. I think that's the beauty of the holidays is that people are kind of ready to receive good feelings, uh, genuine good feelings. And when you provide that for each other, especially friend to friend, because friends have no social obligation, honestly, Um, plenty of friends, especially clients, you know, client relationships or people you look up to, uh, um, different influencers, people that you just appreciate and and find ways to show appreciation, you know, send someone a quick DM on Instagram and say, "Hey, I've appreciated all of that you put into your work this year. You've been inspirational to me and all of that stuff." So, I mean, I think some of the best ways to continue to help with some of that seasonal depression is to put good vibes out there in the best ways that you can. And you'll get it the same way. And I know it's not going to help you in that like clinical way in in that mental uh, chemical way, but I think getting into a space where we're expressing gratitude as best as we can is like incredibly helpful. I know for me, that's something I need to work on, right? I need to, to work on that ability to, to be forthright, um, with my gratitude towards people. Um, I'm constantly putting stuff out there, but, um, you know, only occasionally am I giving some love in return. And I want to work on that, right? I'm working on my relationship with my parents. Um, I know that um, Molly and I are going to spend a weekend with them and we're not necessarily doing a full Christmas situation um, over Christmas, but um, we're going to have her kids and that's going to be a really good time. Um, Her kids are going to be with us uh, here on Christmas, Um, not down in Philly, but here um, uh, in Rochester. And I think it's going to be pretty amazing to experience that and share that with them. And, um, you know, there's always, I would say, if there's ever an opportunity to make Christmas yours, to do it. Like, you don't have to oblige social obligations. Um, I know every situation is different, and I can't necessarily tell you what to do in that area, but this is me at least giving you permission to think a little bit outside the box and not necessarily have to do what everyone else is doing. Right. So, in terms of seasonal depression, um, this is not something i I experience in the wintertime. I'm usually pretty fine. Um, I experience it in the summer, actually, from overexposure to heat, and it's very uncomfortable. and the bright light gives me uh, headaches. and I just kind of feel very uncomfortable in the summertime. And uh, uh, that's, you know, for me, I have to manage <laughs> the way that I approach the world that way. Um, but I'm not I'm not here to talk about that. <clears throat> I'm here to talk about uh, winter seasonal depression. And, um, I'm really just honestly pulling stuff up on Google because it's something that we should just kind of do if we're, if we don't have access to a therapist, which we should like, if you have the ability to, to get to a therapist, absolutely do so. And, uh, they will help guide you through a lot of this stuff. Like I can tell you what you can start to do on your own, but, um, you know, you need an accountability coach or someone who can you know, actually check up on you and making sure that you're sort of clinically following the steps. Right. And, um, one of the first things that you could do is practice self-care and, and the, the means of self-care is like physical exercise, which again is something I need to work on, (laughs) you know, 20 to 30 minutes, five days a week improves cardiovascular health and, you know, being physically healthy in the best ways that you can, like, replacing a lot of those sweets and terrible foods that you're going to be eating over the holidays with something a little bit healthier. You know, pies and stuff are going to be very, um, you know, you can, I mean, eat, eat stuff on Christmas, you know, like enjoy it. But like, it doesn't mean you need to eat like a jerk the entire holiday season. (laughs) You know, you don't have to have a candy cane for breakfast. Um, You know, so Uh, eating more fruits and veggies and, uh, taking care of yourself physically throughout the entire winter season is going to be incredibly important for your, you know, getting out of bed in the morning. Cause if it's physically more difficult to get out of bed, then of course it's going to be mentally more difficult. Right. So, um, you know, it's by no means a fix, but it getting some physical exercise, uh, in the best to your ability, you know, it doesn't mean you have to run a marathon for 30 minutes. Like it doesn't mean you have to do CrossFit for 30 minutes, but like you can do yoga for 20 minutes. You could do some sit-ups, do some push-ups, do whatever it is that can get like a little bit of sweat going, your heart pumping just a little bit, go to the gym, go on the bike, you know, do something, right? It doesn't have to be this big explosion of stuff. And that's something I'm still working with myself on is making sure that like, Hey, I don't need to go to this extreme to continue to take care of myself. I just need to start with something and be consistent with something. And, uh, when there's the opportunity to go outside and it's sunny, which is like, it looks like it's actually sunny today. So I might go for a walk. Um, to get some sunlight on your face and start to enjoy that. Right. Um, so some therapeutic things that you can do when you're working with a therapist and you can talk to your therapist about this stuff is, uh, working with, um, uh, in cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT is one of the best forms of therapy for most things. Um, It's simply talk therapy focused on modifying negative thoughts, behaviors, and emotional responses um, associated with psychological stress. Um, Another way to look at it, it's not the same thing, but neuro-linguistic programming and sort of treating yourself in more positive ways. And it's not about false affirmations. It's about literally using more positive phrasing for things. One of the things I started changing when I was younger that was really a big deal for me, uh, I've kind of fallen back on it, but one of the things that really helped me maintain some sense of uh of of positivity was re- rephrasing or reusing the word replacing rather replacing the word but with though when I'm talking when I'm like giving an argument or something. Like um, you know, I love going to the gym, though it's kind of hard. Instead of saying, but it's kind of hard. Cause it's kind of you're putting a blocker there. Though you're saying like though, it's like you're kind of explaining a little bit more of what's going on versus making it a blocker for yourself. Again, I'm not a therapist, so I'm not saying that's an actually good idea. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that my therapist helped me with was to replace some of the half-hearted or non-committal language that I was using. So I was using like, kind of, sort of, maybe, I guess, like not really committing to my, my own emotional stress and not fully acknowledging it. So Even when you're trying to figure out what it is that's going on with you to like fully commit to the ideas that are coming up in your head, even if they feel terrible or if there's something that like you almost morally would object to, like at least getting it out there allows for proper treatment for it. Right. So if you're saying like, I have these thoughts, I have terrible thoughts or I have thoughts of self-harm. Instead of saying, I kind of have thoughts of self-harm, I sort of feel this way, I sometimes, eh, you know, um, I guess this is terrible, right? Like, you can tell yourself, like, I'm sad, I feel bad, I need to fix myself, right? I need to work towards a better life. Like, committal language is pretty big, especially during this time and um making sure that you're like acknowledging your emotions throughout this season, right? Uh, and um especially when you're working with clients and you're trying to uh, uh set certain boundaries, like you can literally tell your if you can acknowledge to yourself first that I am not good having a good mental health day, then you can acknowledge to your clients, I am not having a good mental health day. I need to reschedule this. You know, like it'll being committal to the action or the feeling that you're having can help you assign an action to it, is essentially what I'm trying to say. Um, another, uh, another style of therapy, which is actually something I'm working on on my own, um, for my cyclothymia is chronotherapy, which is going to bed at a later time each night, all the way around the clock until the sleep schedule is reset at normal. Um, I'm going the other way where I'm kind of like, I'm setting my alarm, um, To well, yeah, I mean it is kind of what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm going to bed a little bit later, but I'm still waking up at around the same time. So I'm waking up at 8 a.m. every day. And regardless of when I go to sleep, right? So that I can sort of get exhausted on a day (laughs) and then have to reset. And uh I I wouldn't, you know, I would talk to a therapist again based on what it is that you're dealing with to suggest how exactly to go about this, but um sort of getting into a good circadian rhythm based on daylight, um, you know, if sunrise is at six 30, then maybe you should work, wake up at seven or something. Right. And, um, you know, adjust your rhythm to the course of the day. If you have less sunlight, then trying to find ways to work with that, you know, and maximize your exposure to sunlight. Um, throughout the day. So that means like, if you have the opportunity to wake up early, if you don't need to be at work until nine and you can get up at seven and spend like a little bit of time outside before you go into work. And then when you go to lunch, like, you know, spending time outside, or if you work at home, like finding ways to get outside and experience sunlight and, um, and, and, um, you know, sort of let your body feel the circadian rhythm of, daylight throughout the day, then you can sort of adjust your working hours to that as well. Um, you know, some of us need to be a little bit more sensitive to the fact that like maybe working at night is kind of keeping us up at night. Right. So spending more time working during the day, maybe getting into a place where you're drinking less caffeine and, um, getting your body into a natural rhythm instead of a synthetic rhythm as it were. Right. So that, I think that's one of the ways that could be incredibly helpful. Um, And that sort of transitions into light therapy, which, again, all of this stuff is something you should talk to your therapist about. But um, exposure to bright light using a device called a light box mimics natural light, which I think is something that I want in my apartment. Like, we get some okay natural light, but, like, we have giant windows in our apartment, but there's this brick wall across from this little alleyway that we get sort of reflected light. We don't get direct sunlight typically. Uh, So it's still fairly dark in here. And something that I've needed to acknowledge is that, like, I, I need to turn on the lights or I need to get one of those like light boxes to mimic more natural light or at least the rhythm of daylight throughout the the throughout the day to sort of help my energy levels, you know almost match the sun in a way, right? Um, so if you're finding ways to synthesize, to create a synthetic sunlight, or at least sunlight that is like indicative of, Uh, uh, some way to simulate the natural sunlight when it's even gray skies outside that can kind of help you to get into that circadian rhythm we were talking about. Um, and again, all of this is in service of getting you into a good place where you can be the best that you can around your family and be the best that you can for your clients uh, throughout the holiday season. Um, you know, some requests might come in or they might have questions or even just being able to be ready to be happy, not happy, but to be grateful and, um, you know, maybe plan. And, you know, another thing to think about too, is like, there's no pressure to work during the holidays. Like we feel like because we are working for ourselves that we have to do more, but I, I don't think that's true at all. Like we don't have to do anything. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly planning and uh, recording some of these episodes ahead so I can take a little bit of a breather during those few days and really trying to, um, adjust myself to thinking about the next year and where I want to go and how I want to, you know, to, to, to be. And you know, the next episode, which is going to be the, the, the day after Christmas. I'm still not sure if I'm going to post this on Christmas or the week before. I think I'm just going to post the week before, honestly. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but you can still listen to this on Christmas. Sure. Um, and then the day after Christmas, I'll post an episode about like the end of the year and thinking about like your word of the year and how to, how to really carry that into the next year and start planning and stuff. And, and, and I shouldn't say how, but like how I'm doing it, I suppose. And one of the shifts I'm trying to make on the show is talking about my, issues and not necessarily just like preaching to people (laughs) because preaching never feels good. Uh, I know that you have to take this and apply this to your context. So I'm not here to tell you what to do so much as I want to make you curious and, and, um, you know, have suggestions and stuff. So there's certainly, um, when it comes to seasonal depression, there are specialists, there's medications, there's antidepressants, there's all sorts of stuff, but you know, consult your doctor, consult your therapist, things like that. Um, I think light therapy is really interesting and something I want to try for myself, but certainly guided with someone is going to be some of the best ways. Cause there might be, um, there might be something going on with you that that could be not helpful. So again, it's important to speak to a therapist, um, pulling up a, uh, an article real quick on the daily burn, which I, I I don't know the validity of this website, but they have nine ways to cope with seasonal affective disorder. And, uh, I feel like this is one of the ways that I can help. Um, Oh, and by the way, kind of a quick PSA that, um, part of my plans for 2019 is to also build a YouTube channel for me for C note, my, my personal brand. So youtube.com slash rival, my design. And I think the general idea is that I'm going to be working through concepts on the podcast, sort of off the cuff, like I always do. But then on the YouTube channel, I'm going to try to be a little bit more, um, I don't want to say reductive, but, uh, I'm going to refine those ideas into something that's a little bit more YouTube friendly and tangible and something that can be 10 minutes long, (laughs) right. And isn't uh, an 18 minute rant about seasonal affective disorder. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going to, I'm just going to go through these, these, um, these things real quick because, um, these are things that you can start to do on your own. And, and, you know, one of the reasons I talk about this is like, I'm frustrated by the fact that I can't afford a therapist. And, you know, plenty of you are probably feeling the same, or at least you feel like it's not a priority in your life and you don't want to put money towards that. And, um, you know, one of the beautiful things about having a therapist is that accountability. But if you can get someone to be a friend and be accountable for your day-to-day life, like call each other at the end of the night and check in, like, did you do this? Like check things off your list. You know, that's something you can do for one another. So um, I'm not going to read all the descriptions, but um, you know, uh, unless I need to, but, um, the number one is soak up morning sunshine. Uh, the winter blues will be the worst in the mornings when you're rousing yourself from bed. So, um, open up the curtains as soon as possible, get exposure to natural light, um, when possible. And even if it's gray outside, like, you know, there's still natural light flowing through. Um, so doing that. And if you have the opportunity to get outside, I think that's always a good start. Um, maintaining a routine. Um, the most helpful thing is to try to keep everyday activities, to keep up everyday activities. So don't neglect your favorite hobbies just because winter spurs on an impulse to hibernate. Um, you'll get better. You'll feel better knowing you're still making it to your weekly book club, basketball game, or brunch with friends. Um, and, and I think that's important too. And I, I think that's some of the difficulties of the holidays is that it kind of throws a wrench in our normal routine. And if there's a way, if you feel like moving away from your normal routine, at least in terms of like waking up in the morning. And you know, you might be in a different environment. You might have to go to a different state to go see your family or something. Still find a way to keep your circadian rhythm. Explain that to your family. Say like, Hey, I'm for for the sake of my mental health, I need to get to bed or I want to wake up early or, or I'll be up at seven or, um, you know, I'm going to need access to the bathroom at this time. Uh, so I can at least go through my morning routine. Like, And, um, you know, some of that can be really helpful to kind of, uh, keep you from falling off the wagon as it were. Um, number three, work it out during a killer gym session. The brain works hard to override the temporary feelings of discomfort by telling the body to keep pushing. You'll naturally release endorphins, which will make you feel happier and even euphoric. And, um, I'd say this is unique for seasonal depression because anyone who's dealing with like dysthymia or any sort of, um, major bouts of depression, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get you know, physical and get working out. And I think that's going to be the importance of routine is to not get rid of the gym as part of your routine. Uh, something I'm, I'm going to do tonight. I'm committing to it (laughs) that I need to go to the gym and, um, not let winter stop me from doing things. That's something that is a big thing for me is, um, is I, I let winter get in the way. Um, number four, flip a switch. Research suggests that light boxes can help up to 50% of people who suffer from SAD um, seasonal affective disorder. The bright light emitted from these desi- devices helps people awaken in the morning and decreases the hormone melatonin that keeps us asleep at night. And for those seeking a quick fix studies show that a light therapy can spur a mood lift in just several days. Um, so I don't have, I'm going to see if I can find a light box and I'll put it on the link in the description on Amazon. So let me look for Amazon light box and, um, see if that's, uh, I'm finding like, okay, I'll look for it later and I'll put it in the description. Um, next, ditch the sugar. It's common knowledge that too much sugary stuff will make us gain weight and put at, put us, puts us at risk for developing diabetes and certain cancers. And research shows that sugar has a sour effect on mental health too. Countries that consume the most sugar have higher rates of depression and scientists hypothesized that it hinders the body's ability to cope with stress and worsen, can worsen anxiety. I would also argue that it it sort of hurts our circadian rhythm, especially if you're eating sweets after like 2 p.m., um it's going to affect your ability to get to sleep and um you know i think any kind of synthetic um body stimulant is is something to avoid um and certainly like again there're special occasions you know like christmas dinner and stuff like i don't know enjoy a little bit of something but uh if you're dealing with depression i think uh, i i agree with avoiding caffeine and sugar is probably the best things to do i need to avoid sugar sugar is my problem i literally have chocolate on top of my my fridge that i'm that I'm constantly thinking about <laughs> I need to stop buying it. Um so um and it says instead opt for eating complete meals with good sources of protein and fiber. <coughs> so and drink plenty of water as well. Um you know making sure that you're treating your body the best that, that it can. I haven't drank a much water today either which is why my my throat is failing. <coughs> So we're going to wrap this up soon. Number six, get outside both Rohan and, uh, someone else that's talking on this article recommend breathing in some fresh air each day. Studies confirm that spending time outside can relieve stress. So bundle up and brave the cold for at least five minutes to lift up your spirits. It turns out that going for a walk in the morning after sunrise can be especially effective. So it gets light to the retina retina, but it's also physical activity. So two birds, one stone, um, which I agree. Just get outside, which I'm going to do after this episode. Uh, number seven, develop wintertime interests. Um, Bum that you can't play beach volleyball every, every weekend. Um, substitute Finding substitutes for the mood enhancing activities you enjoy in the summer. Having fun is central to having a good mood. What are things to do in the winter that are fun to do? Strap on some snowshoes, check out a new fitness class, take a spin on an ice rink, and um, step up your game in the kitchen. You might find a new passion. Um, something I certainly want to do is uh, find more things that I can do year round that are hobbies and, um, that don't aren't linked to sales. things. Right. (laughs) I think everything that I do right now is like linked to some sort of selling and, uh, I need something that I just do for me and I'm still working on that. Um, number eight, practice relaxation. Um, some down dog, what <laughs> some down dog could help you get out of the dumps. I don't like that sentence at all. Um, practicing yoga studies show that can av- alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety. <clears throat> I think they meant to say downward dog, but some down dog sounds gross. Um, Plus preliminary research on meditation reveals that breathing exercises and mindfulness exercise can actually change neural networks and decrease stress. Um, I think, I think this largely depends on your personality type, right? For me, yoga and like relaxation and mindfulness like stresses me out. (laughs) It's kind of weird. So sorry for my throat. Um, So I think, I think developing wintertime interests and taking care of your body physically and, finding time finding ways to relax it doesn't necessarily have to be yoga but um you know like a non-stimulant way of rea- relaxing um going for a walk listening to music something that's like not affecting your brain uh, in like a i don't know i think something that's like stimulating but relaxing right like reading a book enjoying something that is quiet you know getting some quiet time is good for any personality i think um, and then number nine, book trip, prepare to take off because quality vacation time will certainly boost your mood. Those that suffer from seasonal depression will benefit from an additional sunshine if they head South, but taking a break from work is important for anyone's mental health which I think is true too. I know not everyone can afford to do that, but there's always things within reach that you can go do. You can book a hotel room somewhere else uh, nearby. If you can't even afford to do that, maybe you can drive to a nearby national park or something. There's always stuff within an hour of like most major cities that you can, you know, go experience and just experience something new. I think is healthy for the brain as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a long vacation. You don't have to go to Tahiti, but you can take like a few hours to go to a local new museum or something and just take some time off, take a, take a trip to physically remove yourself from the ability or the possibility of working when you're not really prepared to, or not, you don't really want to. And, um, just like allow yourself to rest, you know, even if it is just for a few hours, I think that's going to be pretty important for continuing to, um, um, to to nurture your seasonal depression not nurture it but to help you fight it essentially Right. So I think another one of the most important things that 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 doesn't really talk about is like having people in your life. I think that was implied, but not everyone experiences that right. Like having people to support you and finding someone that can relate to your struggles, not necessarily commiserate because you don't want to make it an excuse fest, (laughs) but someone that can be there to hold you accountable and be there for you and hold your hand when it gets really tough and listen to you and be there for you. I think that's incredibly important as well. So, um, you know, this is going to be, a, it's a long winter. It takes, um, but, but life doesn't stop. And I think that's sometimes the frustrating stress of it, right? Is that like it gets cold, it gets uncomfortable. It, you have to put on layers of clothes to go outside. But if you're developing a good routine, you're getting some natural light. You're making sure that you're eating well and taking care of yourself, getting a little bit of exercise. You're at least getting a little bit closer to combating it in the best ways that you can. And I know that a lot of the time, like that's not good enough. And that's when you need to see a therapist and talk to them. I think much of the time we undervalue the notion of getting ourselves into a good human experience to help improve our symptoms. And I, I would, I would concur with myself (laughs) that that's true. Um, funny that I said it that way. Um, but, uh, uh, essentially like, again, I'm not a therapist. I can't tell you exactly what to do, but I think these are good ideas. These are things that are publicly available on the internet for you to try for yourself and see how it feels and consult a therapist. And, uh, there are online therapists. Um, I'm trying to get one as a sponsor, so I'm not going to mention any, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, generally the idea here is that if you can find ways to get yourself into a good rhythm of exercise and eating well and natural light and, uh, enjoying yourself, getting a hobby, experiencing people, then you'll be, um, pretty far ahead of the game, even for someone who's dealing with seasonal depression. So if you have any questions about it or, um, how to continue to work while dealing with seasonal depression, I think I'm going to try to translate this into that sort of, um, uh, YouTube video. I don't really know what that's going to look like just yet, but, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. 2019 is just around the corner, and um, I plan to make a good run at YouTube. And um, so, if you want to do that, go to youtube.com/slash rival my design. That is where you'll find me, C Note, and my channel there. Um, also, we're a few days away from launching the Brand Blaster course. So, bit.ly/slash Brand Blaster to sign up for that. Um, I want to start calling it a program, not a course, because it's not really about like. It's more of a way for you to. Help self-identify the aspects of your personality that can translate into branding and then taking that brand and learning how to put a message to it and create a market for it and then translate that market to create boundaries so that you can sell to the right people. And um, while these resources are available in all sorts of forms all over the place, like this is a consolidation of everything that I've ever learned, um, over my personal career, over, uh, tons of, you know, Gary Vee, Seth Godin, all sorts of things that I've read, um, things that I've experienced, things that I've done. I've made sales. I've made, um, all sorts of branding stuff. I worked in film and TV. I've done a ton of things that, uh, uh, that go into this. And my personal experience is really what, what shines through in this, uh, course, um, this program. I'm going to start learning to teach myself to say program, not course. Um, so if you want to go sign up for that, go to bit.ly slash brand It's a good time. You get to pick your starter marketing Pokemon. It's real nerdy. It's fantastic. So go ahead and sign up for that bit.ly slash brand So thank you guys for listening to dopamine. I really appreciate it. I feel like this is going to be my sole podcast for 2019. I have my other podcasts, um, my Myers Briggs and my brand blaster podcast, but I think I think everything's going to culminate into this show. I think focusing on this and doing one podcast is going to be the best for me and my mental health so that I'm not spinning too many plates as it were. And I can actually move the needle forward for myself. So, um, I'm going to keep sharing that journey. And, um, in the next episode, I'm going to talk specifically about like plans for the upcoming year and, um, what that's all going to be like. So, um, Hopefully you're taking time to get some light, to take care of yourself, eat some good food, eat some fruit, which I'm going to go do right now. And then we're going to take a walk and um, that's it. So take care of yourselves and each other and I'll catch you next time on dopamine.